0: Between the life we see and the world we dream, there are stories when they are told. Nightmares become imagination. So please. (laughs) Thomas, you aren't. Hello to the Guild. I hope dim lights don't make you anxious. Welcome to the Dim Light Anxiety Podcast. My name is Giggles, because horror is my favorite comedy, and laughter is often my best defense. (laughs) I just want to say, first, I am not trying to be the best at anything. I know that there are many people out there doing very similar podcasts, some much better than I. I mean, there will always be someone doing it better or just different, no matter what genre. I'm just trying to have fun and share some scary stories, which is why I hope you are here as well. Campy stories have a time and place as well as shit your pants stories. And guess what? I want to hear them all because your overactive brains came up with them. Imagination is a terrible thing to waste and I'm dying to know. What's your story? Please submit. All tales to dimlightanxiety at gmail.com. This piece is another one written by me. Giggles. (laughs) Sometimes the world our mind creates differ from reality. Is it actually better to remain in the made-up world or to be forced to see the reality how it truly is? Submitted for the approval to the Guild with Dim Light Anxiety, I called this story The Tale of the Buzzing Whispers. Standing next to the pond, just beyond her backyard, she wasn't sure how she got here. She called it her hidden fairy fountain of youth. Through the buzzing wings of fairies, she could hear their whispers, whispers of living next to the pond forever, of caring for them as they care for her. She blew each one gentle kisses. She wished she still believed in them now, but as she stood there, nothing whispered. Nothing buzzed except the little mosquitoes trying to nibble at her exposed arms the sun was exceptionally bright and she could feel it aging her already wrinkled eyes she longed for the pond not to only actually bring youth back to those lines but to restore her dreamlike look on life her brown hair dropped into her eyes brushing it aside she noticed something catch the light of the sun She leaned down to get a closer look. The closer she got, the brighter the object became until she couldn't keep her eyes open to see. Yet, curiosity moved her forward until she felt the cold touch of water reach out and begin to pull her into the pond. Her eyes flickered open, connecting to Nick's eyes as he gently kissed her nose. Good morning, beautiful. I think you are having a bad dream. It's too late to have cold feet. You already said yes. He leaned in and planted a serious kiss on her this time. She gave in to the kiss and and upgraded it to something much more inappropriate. They had just spent their first night of their three-day deep woods backpacking trip in the Smoky Mountains, to be followed by three days at a local spa honeymoon. Just kind of rolls off the tongue, right? He proposed to her after they finished their last backcountry trip. They were grotesquely perfect for each other, and she knew it and loved it. They finally got dressed and started picking up any sign they made, when packed, They were ready to marinate in beauty as they made their way to the next camp. Um, so I had the dream again. I thought they had stopped. Are you concerned? What do you think this means? She stared at the ground. Probably nothing. (laughs) Just being back with the woods. She shrugged, trying to seem unbothered, but feared she was overplaying her apathy. You know, I saw a bee's nest when I went to, um, relieve myself this morning. It was probably just that. Continuing to look at her feet, she barely muffled her response. Bees and wasps aren't the same thing. I'm just saying, maybe one lost its way and was buzzing around the tent, which triggered the memory, you know. Maybe. She tried to smile convincingly, but knew it wasn't a random bee. They had come calling again, and she almost let herself fall completely in. Even though she knew it was ridiculous, she couldn't shake what they whispered. He just brought you out here to kill you. It's a trap. You can't trust him. We'll save you. Come with us. She fell in the pond completely once before. That was the last time she saw the pond. Her uncle came that night to save her from the prison with her mother. That pond backed up to these same woods, but fortunately they were not in the same region. They were much deeper and further south than their mother's old place. This trip, even one day in, had been a great discovery and problem-solving venture until these dreams unearthed too much about the dark side of her psyche. His light green eyes flashed back at her as she glowed a smile back at him. He was perfect for her, challenged her but knew when to back down. She trusted him almost immediately. He had a way of providing a comfortable place for her to open up. She had never told anyone about the dreams of that pond before, but being able to trust him with that part of her life is why she said yes to his proposal after only two months. He felt so familiar, so comfortable, and she never really had that before. Even her uncle made her feel more like an obligation than part of the family. Nick was her home from here on out, and surviving the wilderness together was his idea of finding their way to make that work. Hiking wasn't necessarily her strong suit, but the promise of one of a kind views was always too enticing to pass up. Besides, outdoor sex is pretty fun too. <laughs> They passed the time by talking about their dreams and plans for when they got home. Their home. He came up behind her and kissed her neck as they looked at the Smoky Mountains in a clearing. The day was getting late, and they were almost to their next campsite. So, a little break, once again, to celebrate their marriage couldn't hurt, after all. Not a soul was around. No one would hear her scream. Leaning into Nick, exhausted, she sighed and began to redress. When her shirt was over her face, she thought she heard a buzzing, but desperately looked around, trying to find the source, but to no avail. She must It must have just been her imagination, right? it It, it had to be. Nothing was really around. Actually, come to think of it, there was barely a sound. Let's get out of here. I feel like someone's watching us. She tugged at Nick's arm. You're just feeling naughty because of the openness of the area. No one's around. It's just your mind overreacting to what was a very, 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 beautiful thing. He pulled her into him and kissed her deeply. Even as she melted into him, she heard the buzzing again, but this time, paired with the familiar whisper, come with us. Trying to cover her fear, she pushed away and joked, either way, the campsite is just ahead and it's getting late. You know how fun setting up camp is after dark. (laughs) She winked and pinched his butt, which, much to her pleasure, got him moving. Finally finished setting up the camp and having dinner, they found themselves fast asleep, naked in each other's arms as she drifted back to her hidden fairy fountain of youth. This time, she sat as she did as a child, playing with the fairies as the summer sun scorched her cracked lips. All she wanted was to jump into the pond, but for some reason she couldn't reach it. That is, until she heard the buzzing. It grew so loud, all she wanted to do was escape it. With a sudden flood of energy, she gathered all her power and threw herself at the pond, Falling into the pool, she realized the buzzing, but only grew louder. She woke, still naked, drenched in sweat to see Nick hovering above her. His green eyes, normally soft when looking at her, now looked crazed and like they belonged to some stranger. Every nerve perked up at the new danger, but fear still stole her voice as she lay there completely exposed. Dripped with vulnerability in what was maybe her last moment. When the buzzing flashed in front of her eyes and landed on her neck. She felt the pain as the wasp's stinger entered her neck and slowly pulled out. The poison burned as it entered her blood. That's when she started to see the world fade. She couldn't pass out now. She had to fight, but the darkness was too strong. She began to find her way through the fog. The first thing she picked up was breathing. Was that her breathing? She was breathing, she's alive. She's alive. She was holding something. She looked down into her hand, and it was clutching her hunting knife. And both were covered in hot, sticky blood. In fact, she noticed a drop of blood fall from her nose and became aware that all she wore was blood. Frantic now, all her senses heightened as she looked around. She was now outside the tent. She didn't remember how she got here. She felt sore, but did not feel like the blood was from herself. That is when she saw Nick. Her eyes involuntarily dropped tears as the thought of those unfamiliar green eyes. Now... They just gazed upward, glazed over, stabbed multiple times. She was unsure any human had that kind of malice, but knew, somehow just knew, she caused that. Those chaotic and frenzied punctured marks and slices that riddled his body were her hand's reaction to a life-threatening situation. Or did she just think that because of the whispers? She couldn't be sure of anything anymore. Her body was ready to give up, drop the knife, and let out a blood-curdling scream when all the hair on the back of her neck stood up. She froze out of self-preservation. Just at the tree line, she saw hundreds of eyes looking at her. In unison, they whispered, Come with us. That's when something inside of her broke, and her body produced a scream that sounded more like a dying animal. One of the pair of eyes started to come forward. He was a tall man. At least, he was a man at some point but hunched over as if to go from all fours to standing with ease. His skin was pale as the moon, and his functional muscles that set jagged against the night sky as if in constant turmoil. His nails were sharpened into points by rocks. He had dark hair that was dreaded and long, as well as his beard. When he grew closer... His eyes looked almost red from spending a lifetime in the shadows or darker. But he looked at her with tenderness. In his hand, he was holding a dead rabbit. No, wait. It was just a stuffed rabbit. Why? Why did he have... It was her rabbit. She wasn't able to go back for it. After, after she blacked out of the pond, the day she jumped in, the last time she could physically face it. Rabbit, remember? The creature went on to explain in his broken English how they saw her mother was too busy to be bothered with her. So she claimed chained her daughter next to the wasp-infested pond. As a way to cope, they watched as this little girl turned fear into fantasy. The wasps were there to help her, not cause her pain like everyone else. Until one day, she was stung by one of them. That betrayal sent her into a blind rage where she broke free and stabbed her mother multiple times with a kitchen knife. It was covered up because she was a miner and her uncle arrived almost immediately after. You gone before could get. She sat there quiet, confused, scared as this once human continued on. They would whisper to her every day about a life of protection, but before they could take her home, the incident happened and she was gone. All people, sad. The eyes blink in unison as if in agreement. Flash forward, and they, one day, came across Nick murdering his wife on this very trail. After he disposed of the body, they waited until nightfall and threatened him with death if he didn't promise to bring her back. They're married. But my name isn't Mary. You Mary! You Mary! The forest buzzed with her new name. Anger and pounding roared at her, pulsing through her ears and out her toes. This unfamiliar name sounded her and, like a heartbeat, filled the crevices when spoken. She conceded, knowing... She was not escaping any longer. There were too many of of them, and there was no more fight left in her. Maybe she would finally feel like she belonged. I'm Mary. But the story wasn't quite over yet. The creature continued to explain how they used the wasps to protect her at night until they could all arrive and finally welcome her into the fold. Now they will take her to a place where she will be safe and no one, not even a wasp, can touch her. As he finished, another male creature snuck up behind her and threw her on his shoulder, knocking the knife out of her hand. She writhes and tears at his skin, but he just ran a hand down her hair, back and legs. You Mary shush. The moon went behind the clouds and they disappeared into the trees. No, they did not disappear in the trees. Nope, I want no part of that. Even though it would be like me to marry the guy that convinced me to honeymoon in the woods so he could kill me. (laughs) Not saying that's my type or anything. I'm not sure that's anyone's type, really. But more my luck with guys. (laughs) Her life is now drastically different. Different. Possibly forever in an instant. I think that's what gets me the most about this story. However, I guess anyone's and everyone's life can change in an inst- instant. <laughs> well, what do you think? Was it scary enough? Or, better question, can you do better? I'd love to see you try now for the details. We are doing the full details today just as a refresher, boo, I know. Ah! (laughs) Any piece entered to be used on this podcast is agreeing that we can use that story for this podcast as we see fit. That being said, your piece might be mildly edited. Now I will always keep it as close to the integrity of the original as possible. Hopefully, they don't need to be edited at all, but I try to be transparent since we do deal with creative lies, aka tales. (laughs) Also, unfortunately, not every story can make it into the podcast. So if you don't hear your story, that's because despite illusions, I cannot talk forever. But please keep sending them in and I will read them until my voice goes. There are no length requirements or limitations, as well as no caps on numbers of entries. So please submit all your entries to dimlightanxiety at gmail.com. Also, follow me on Facebook, Reddit, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find me with the tag name Dim Light Anxiety on every forum. Also, for those that don't know, I do have weekly writing prompts for those that might get stuck in scary stories to help you out on my Facebook. What is it? My Facebook, and it's not the personal page, but it's the business page. There we go. Blanked for a second there. Sorry. <laughs> but yes, the business page will have those as well as sometimes on my Reddit. I'm not as good on the Reddit. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> so if you like today's episode, please, please give me a like, follow, and five-star refu- review. Tell your friends. Tell your friends friends. Add me to their playlist when they aren't looking. <laughs> and don't forget to submit your nightmares. If you haven't had a nightmare recently, that is what the writing prompts are for. So please check that out. Past writing prompts will also go up on the website. I- I'm also being a little slow on that, so hopefully by the time you hear this, they are all done because I got my act together. (laughs) Well, I think that about wraps it up, and like usual, here's your bonus bit. I can't wait until another scary story with you next week. Your imaginations astound me. So please keep sending and listen to the last bit of today's episode. (laughs) Mary looked out and saw the pink fog caress the Smokies. She touched her ankle, raw from the rope, and the wince of pain made her belly kick. She smiled, because she finally had something to live for, to fight for. She delicately patted her stomach in response to his kick. They would come for her soon, and she would open herself to them again and love them for what they gave her. Whispers that came true. The End. I declare this meeting of the guild with dim light anxiety closed. Until next week, beware of the woods and creep it real. (laughs) This podcast does not condone any physical harm on yourself or others. These are fictional stories intended only for entertainment.